Hi, I'm Jayant Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the daily COVID update show. We start the week, uh, nearly one week now into the lockdown, the national 21-day lockdown. And with the number of cases in India now surging past 1,000. So to start the week, I think it's really important to start with where, what the numbers are telling us. And so that sets, kind of sets out the week as to where we're going and what we can look back on and take stock of. So we have an amazing data team at The Hindu. that They put out a lot of great stuff. We will link to some of their most recent articles. And they had a particularly interesting one today that I'm going to talk about now with my first guest on the show. That is Srinivasan Ramani, who heads our data team. Srini, hi, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me, Jen. Right. So, um, as I said, uh, good. I think good time to start the week by just taking stock and looking at where we are right now with the numbers and what they're telling us. Um, what's yeah. the what's the most recent data point and what can we say now that, you know, numbers have crossed 1,000? Right. So, uh, as we speak, uh, what our website, which is trying to, you know, collate data from various states and come up with an up-to-date figure of what, the, what are the number of infections and how many people have died so far because of the COVID-19 spread. Uh, our website says that we have 1,261 cases now uh, and... Uh, um, our data point that we did uh, today, right, in today's edition, we try to look at where India stands with respect to the uh, rest of the world in terms of how the cases have progressed, uh, whether the cases have progressed exponentially as we see in, in the United States, uh, as we saw in Italy and in Spain and to some extent in UK and France and so on, and of course Iran, or have we... On, I have the have the increase in the cases followed a trend that was seen in countries like Japan, South Korea, Singapore, Hong Kong, and so on. Right? Of course, China is also part of the picture. So what we did was we divided the uh, the uh, the trajectories into three specific categories. The first one was the countries that are showing an exponential rise in the number of cases. That is. You know, every day there is a significant increase in the new cases added, right? So, if you know, if that is a criteria, then uh, countries like the United States in particular, and uh, Italy, and France, and UK, uh, and also China in the initial days, uh, after they reported the, uh, in the days after they reported the 100th case, they all went through a trajectory that was exponential. The United States is now the country with the most number of cases, close to 200,000 cases. And that happened in just around 20 days, 20-25 days. India, on the other hand, uh, or, or rather, I'll get, get back to India later, other countries like Japan, Singapore, and Hong Kong, uh, they have more or less flattened uh, curves. Uh, so, for example, uh, South Korea uh, hasn't had any significant increase in the number of cases since... The, since the since fifteenth day after it reached its hundredth case, okay, okay, uh, Japan mm-hmm. as well, Singapore as well, and Hong Kong as well, and here clearly, the whatever policies these governments, I mean, the governments in these countries have followed, have managed to arrest the rise in infections, if not you know uh, killing the uh, uh, you know infectious spread, but they have managed to slow it down to a significant extent. India. 
lies with within a uh, set of countries which have had a middling impact in the sense that uh, the uh, the the cases haven't risen exponentially neither have we been have been come to a position where we can say that uh, you know our curves have been flattened okay so we are lucky in the sense that we haven't seen the exponential uh, you know increase in cases that we have seen in the united states and other countries but we have a lot more to do in order to flatten the curve that's what we found out having said that there is an important caveat here india is among those countries which has a very very low you know testing rate that is the number of tests conducted per let's say a million people right so india has barely um, not more than 40 or 30 to 40 people among a million people who are being tested right okay that's because our strategy is to basically test those people who have a travel history and are showing symptoms and trace contacts of those who trace contacts or people who have had contacts with these people who are, who have a travel history right and what is happening is that some states have doing a far better job of contact tracing like kerala that is another data point we did sometime back but some states are not doing enough so there is only, only a limited sample of uh, people who have been tested in india and therefore this doesn't really convey the you know actual picture of how the infections are there in india that's what we found out the other point is that while uh, our testing uh, rates have been low the positive cases that is let's say if we test 100 people what is the number of people who have turned out to be uh, uh, having a positive uh, you know if a infection of uh, uh, sars cov2 even that number is low in india so the, the percentage of uh, people who have tested positive is also low in india that again we could say that this is because the rate of transmission of uh, covid is lower in india we don't know that could be the case or what the government claims that there has no not been any community transmission that continues to be true so we don't know and that could be a silver lining for us but again, since our testing rates are so low we can't take uh, you know heart is the fact that the rate of positives are low in india okay. right okay um so just just to again um, quote something i think there was something there was a briefing again by the health ministry and on a daily basis now they address this question of whether it's community transmission or local transmission now this is a bit confusing because i think several epidemiolo- epidemiologists that uh, you know that you that we have yeah. spoken to who have been interviewed yeah. basically have said the question is moot there must be some kind of community transmission but i think again the health ministry has said today that india has taken 12 days to cross 1000 cases and other countries have crossed you know in this 12 day period have crossed you know 8000 cases so again yeah. um i i just want to know what you know as a as as a data scientist what what can what do you look at when you look at the numbers do, how do you also factor the the number of deaths that we've had we have to be careful in how we interpret the numbers because we try to uh, you know look into several factors at the same time we cannot you know isolate testing rates and uh, infection rates and then say that because our infection rates are very low we are doing really well while not considering the fact that we are not testing enough so uh, what we try to do is that in our data stories we try to come up with you know two dimensional or three dimensional analysis using scatter plots and find out where we stand with respect to other countries on the both these parameters uh, infection rate positive rates test rates and so on right uh, our data point today we found out that india is among 
you know a set of four you know countries such as japan peru and saudi arabia where the testing rates are low and the positive cases are also low while uh, a country like south korea which has almost the same positive rate as ours yeah the testing rate is very high now i would prefer to be in a position like south korea the reason being that south korea actually has a low positive rate but the fact that it is testing a lot more people okay and therefore they know that they have you know they, they know the extent of the infection spread better than us that said as you rightly pointed out there is this question of deaths also now india has had only 27 people who have died uh, uh, because of uh, i mean who have been identified as having died due to sars-cov-2 right now again that 27 people are basically people who have been identified uh, within this this sample who have been tested and who have died because of you know having this disease now one could say taken half a glass half full approach and say that okay that means that in india the severity is is uh, you know uh, basically uh, low uh, in india as being the fatality rates are low but the glass half empty approach would be that we actually counting people properly we are in a state where we cannot really say that our measures are working or are we you know uh, in the zone like some countries in africa and uh, and other tropical countries where we could say that we are in a zone that uh, that could tell us that we won't have the kind of impact covid has had in let's say in the united states spain or italy and other other countries so the the, the the more important thing is question that you know bothers especially bother us is we are in the in the midst of a lockdown right and this lockdown uh, we have gone ahead and implemented despite knowing its you know ill effects on the economy now the question is if the lock whether this lockdown for 21 days will be enough or whether it will be uh, you know or not enough or would we have to extend the lockdown on and so on so in order to answer that question we can only you know look at how other countries have fared right as of now right and we have noted that countries which have declared early lockdowns like india do better if they test more and uh, uh, and and we also notice that countries which have you know imposed a lockdown early in though there is no guarantee that inf- infections would uh, you know n- not continue to rise okay despite those despite the lockdown you know while lockdowns might be a necessary condition it can be a sufficient condition only if you combine that with contact tracing testing isolation and cure so that's the message that we have seen from comparing india with other countries right okay okay that's a great point with which to end so jacob i just like to i just like to bring you in now so uh, shrini and i had this discussion about uh, what the numbers show and what we should be inferring from them now okay. as i asked him as i asked him you know th- there is this whole discussion now on community testing again so just to read from the news reports today the health ministry has said you know not to use those words we're still technically in lo- um, in local transmission but yeah. um, in a previous release they hinted that we have limited community transmission or something like that so yes, i mean pretty, yeah yeah so just want to throw it out to you what what is the situation now so it's all now a matter of technicalities because for the first time in a policy document they said that there is evidence of limited community transmission now there is really no such you know grade it's either 
according to WHO classifications, it's either a local transmission or a community transmission. There is no real in-between in them. So how it works is that the WHO gives a considerable leeway to a region to define community transmission. So it says that only when you cannot establish a link between the cases being reported and, uh, you know, their their contact history with an imported uh, case or with, you know, people who have been in contact with an imported case. They say that only if there is a large number of such cases where you cannot establish any relationship, you know, you call it community transmission. Now, it's this word large, I believe, you know, a lot of go- government authorities are playing on because the health ministry consistently says that we've had some cases and in some cases we never know the paper person may not be truthfully reporting their contact history etc etc so basis that they want to keep the you know they want to deny the uh, evidence deny any suggestion that you know they're not able to provide a proper link so uh, and uh, this occupies a lot of the discussion space in the health ministry briefing wherein the government spokesperson basically tries to say that, you know, uh, if at all community transmission is reported and we uh, and we are apprised and we are confirmed with it, then we will definitely come and tell the world and tell the media about uh, its existence. But right now, there is no real need to, you know, think on those lines. And what we have to do is, uh, you know, we have to just focus on the lockdown and try to limit uh, the spread as much as possible. So, but this is exactly the kind of, uh, you know, of the the, the kind of tenuous communication that is uh, kind of going on over here, because uh, you know we we do not know the because the ministry also doesn't really share a lot of figures regarding how many of, for instance, uh, health workers who are taking care of COVID positive patients or people who have been hospitalized with severe infe- respiratory infections. What is the evidence of uh, COVID positivity in them? These numbers are never shared, though they are discussed informally, you know, in this in the daily briefings. So there is still a lot of opacity in terms of what the actual situation is. But what we do know so far is things might mightn't have gotten so bad because we are really not seeing any major spike in the hospitals in terms of a large number or a significant number of uh, hospitals complaining, uh, registering an increase in the number of people with pulmonary infections or, you know, a, a, a heightened demand in ventilators, etc. And we're not seeing this in several states. There are no reports yet. So, so far, it's, I mean, whatever the government may be trying to downplay regarding community transmission, it's not reached a level of seriousness where, you know this. You know this. Uh, you know these quest- These voices are becoming louder, so to say, from the from the public and from the media. So it's all a matter of how the next few days goes. Because today we have reached a landmark of thousand cases. Yeah, it is. Uh, as Srini said, we do seem to be on a fairly interesting interesting point in in this in this data curve in, in the sense that yeah. people are kind of waiting with you know much trepidation for this spike in cases to happen. But so far. 
it doesn't seem to be happening and uh, yeah. as you said we have to look at the next few days very closely and see and also interesting considering the global figures are just showing the accelerated rise i mean it's already 7 yeah. and a half lakh cases you know yeah nearly a lakh cases a day or a day in day and a half so that seems to be continuing unabated you never know how much will india start contributing to you know this acceleration in the days ahead yeah if so at all. right right so so jacob just uh, we've been discussing numbers so far on today's show uh, mm-hmm. just to just to quickly end with something that is non numbers related um yeah. we did hear that the uh, cabinet secretary issued a statement today saying that the lockdown will not be extended past april 15th what was yes. the reaction in the uh, health ministry briefing to that so they refused any comments and because the cabinet secretary is a senior most bureaucrat so you know yeah. nobody i mean nobody would really want to challenge him on that but then the stated position has always been that you know we will be assessing what the the situation day by day if on april 11th or 12th or 13th uh, i believe if there is if there if the number of cases continue unabated i mean there's a, there's the same constant rise that we're seeing or a higher rise then we might very 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 much have to prepare for another lockdown because the government wouldn't want to do something to kind of accelerate this rise but maybe if there is some decline you know in the days ahead you know the policy and might change but nobody is really challenging the cabinet secretary's statement but everybody says we are just we will we will cross that bridge when we come to it so to say jacob we landed there today uh, thank you for joining us for this brief update and for contributing to the uh, what's been a very numbers heavy show but i think it's a good way to set out the week and what to expect so sure. uh,